Hello everyone, my name is Jordan Lewis. Welcome to the We Evolve Media Revolution podcast where we interview underground hip-hop artists from across Canada, talk music, talk life, realize that both are art, and gain a deeper understanding and respect for it all. This episode features Trendy. What is art? I think that art cannot be described in words and must be described in, well, art. Not to say that we can't come close to describing it in words, but there are limitations to human language that can only be transcended by art. Words just wouldn't do the description justice. It would be similar to trying to describe life. Again, we can come close to describing it in words, but encompassing all that is life would be impossible. And so the best way to describe it is to live? I know, I know. Hold on with me for a few seconds. I think this is going somewhere. Maybe art is a better expression of life than any attempt to describe it. Maybe life is a better expression of art than any attempt to... Hmm. Both happen naturally. Neither benefits from being forced. You know what? I think I'm having a hard time describing exactly what I'm trying to say here. So why don't I just show you? This is trendy. What is up, everybody? I am here with Trendy. Trendy, how you doing, brother? Good, man. I'm really glad to be here. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, likewise, man. I'm happy that you're here. So out of Edmonton, Alberta, born and raised, right? Yes, sir. Uh, raised, for sure. But I was actually, uh, people don't really know this, I was born in Washington. Oh, no way. Yeah, bro. You got yeah. dual citizenship then? Like, it's kind of weird. The States doesn't really like giving people dual citizenship. Um, so I don't have it. I'm only Canadian, bro. And I moved out of there young, young. So like, I barely remember it, but it's weird because I was born there. Oh, I, I didn't know that was even a thing. I thought as soon as you were born somewhere, you get like auto citizenship. Yeah, the States is weird. They just changed it back recently. But for the past like 20 years, the States has said like, you can't really have dual citizenship unless it's a special case. You're either American or you're something else. What Which, the fuck? That seems very on brand for America, you know? Well, okay, so my experience with that directly is that I used to date a girl whose dad was American and he had right. dual citizenship. This is like 10, 12 years ago. And I, my understanding was that he still paid some American taxes and that was like kind of the only oh, obligation. Well, that kept him. I see. Yeah, I don't have right. anything. I have nothing to pay in the States. I have nobody lives there. Like, so I wonder if that's part of it too. Like, I don't have any really relation with him at all. Interesting. So have you ever been back to where you were born? Not where I was born, actually. No, we go to Arizona occasionally because uh, we have a family as a property down there. But um, no, man, I would love to go back to where I was born. But I haven't. Yeah, right. It would be interesting to see if you have some like connection to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or some nostalgic feeling or something. Yeah. So your parents lived there for X amount of years then? Yeah, yeah. They lived there for a good amount of time. And then they just moved up here to like actually start the family. Gotcha. Dope. Okay. So then um, you've been in Edmonton for the majority of your life then. Um, yeah. From our last conversation, I know we, we had a conversation before. So I, on the record here, we did a recording about four or five months ago, but then we re decided to redo that recording just to stay more relevant and as well to edit for our radio version. So before we talked about how you've got two degrees, one in language and one in education, right? Yes, sir. English yeah. major and uh, Bachelor of Arts and then uh, a bachelor of Education as well. 
That's dope, man. Okay. And so um, run me through how you got inspired to go through school, but then also still pursue music simultaneously. Yeah. Like school for me was just kind of like, I didn't even think about not doing it. Like, I, especially with the family I come from, like, I love my family and they're very supportive, but not doing school wasn't a choice, really. It yeah. was like education and stability were key. Exactly, man. Exactly. And I know it's out of the love for my parents have for me. Like, they just want me to have like a stable life and stuff like that, you know, a backup plan, all that shit. But, um, yeah, but my, you know, my parents really were like, yeah, go do it. So I did, but, um, you know, the biggest part of it was like learning how much I disliked school being in it. You know what I mean? Like from like, you know, kindergarten to 12, you're kind of, that's your kid. You know what I'm saying? Like even, yeah. even twelve, it's like, okay, you could drop out, but it's like, most mostly you finish get your high school degree and then you can choose to go to university. But um, I just kind of continued to go down the path my parents had laid out for me. And that was big for me because that was when I started to realize like, oh, I don't have to go on this path that was laid out. You know, I'm grateful for everything they provided and I still followed through and I still got it done. But that was the kind of moment where I was like, oh, there's other things I can do that I care about more, like music. There's other things I want to pursue that aren't on this path. So I'm going to have to switch this path up a bit. Yeah. So when did you first feel that resistance to uh, the educational system? Probably like uh, maybe like my second or third year of university. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah. you were pretty happy, go lucky for the first and second year, pretty into it? Yeah, man. Life was good the first two years. Like I was just like, I didn't have like a higher, higher thought process of like what I want to do with my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So life's easier when you're not thinking about your goals or your ambitions or anything. You're just living like, it was great. I was, I was just like on, you know, I was on the soccer team. So I was constantly around people, lots of parties, you know what I mean? Like on a scholarship. So I had some income, like it was good. Life was good, but life was easy. But then when I started thinking about like, Oh, I want to, I want to do this music shit. It's like, okay. You need to have a plan. Like, what? how is that going to happen? You're not just going to do it. You need to have a plan of how you're going to execute. And you can't just be, you know, running around and not not taking care of your responsibilities anymore. Interesting. So after your second year, you started to go off script, but then a bit like in towards the path, which you think is more ideal for yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's and, weird. Uh, yeah, it has been a balance of like, it's been a time balance struggle for sure, but also like a balance with my family. You know what I mean? Like this means me finishing school means more to them than it does to me. And uh, I love my family very much. And, you know, obviously I finished school and it's going to be its own opportunity that I'm going to use to further my music. For example, um, you know, I I'm on a subbing list. So when I substitute in school, it's like you make really good money as a substitute teacher, like, like incredible good money. So you know, the plan is I, I can drop this, this job that I'm working now, that is every single day of the week. And I can just go sub two, three times a week. And then now I have two, three more days out of the week to work just on music and I'm still making more money. So it's like, I had to kind of leverage it and be like, okay, how can I turn this into a good thing for music? Cause it's going to happen anyways. I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow through, make my parents happy. How can I still leverage it for me and for my music? Absolutely, man. That's smart. And so uh, off the record, we did talk about your current gig. You, you work at with a real estate company doing, what was it again? It's just like media management. So like I, I make like your content and stuff like that. Oh, that's dope, man. So that also appeals to your music or your uh, artistic side as well. Yeah, exactly. It, it's nice. It's a, it's a very like 
I wouldn't say easy job, but it's, it's very comfortable, if that makes sense. For real. So what's stopping you from slipping into the uh, sub- subbing uh, gig? Because it seems like now would be like a really good time. Uh, there'd be lots of opportunities for it. Yeah. So basically right now I'm in the subbing pool. So when semester oh, picks in the up. Oh, pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when semester picks up next, uh, like January, basically, then I'll be subbing. Um, but I wasn't subbing because I had this this current job. And I also managed to land a gig at my old university. I taught uh, a physical education class at my old university. Oh, no way. That's dope. Yeah. So I was like a university prof for a semester, which was weird, but also lit. <laughs> <laughs> so you're teaching people like of every age range then, eh? Yeah. Yeah. It was weird because I'm literally like some of my students are like the same age. Maybe a couple are even older than me. And I'm out here at the front of the class teaching physical education. Like, yeah, it was weird. It was really fun, though. My class was awesome. And like, I think I had a really good time teaching them. Like university, university students are dope, man, because they're just young adults. They're trying to get through it, too. You know what I mean? There's a yeah. understanding. Absolutely. So would you say it's like an experience where you learned a lot from the students as much as you taught them? Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. A good class. Like they were awesome, man. So I was really good for that. Yeah. So how does that how does that overlap or relate to your your music that you create or your hip hop side? In terms of the actual university teaching, I think that was just a just a good job. I mean, at the end of the day, I still have to feed myself before music feeds me, right? Gotcha. It's not at a point where I can feed myself off my music yet. Uh, I certainly aspire to be there, and I'm I'm building the base to be at that point, you know. But yeah. I'm just not there, yet, so I still got to eat, and that's that was a really good opportunity because. It was two and a half hours a week. And it was, again, great pay for the two and a half hours a week that I teach. Like, it was incredible. I, I probably could have dropped my other job just for that. But I knew that it was only one semester of, you know, teaching. So I was like, okay, I can't just do that. I got to be smart. I still got to pay my rent. You know, I got bills to pay too. But Absolutely. I'm trying to maximize right now what I can do to work the least amount of hours to get the most amount of income. So I have the most amount of time to put into music, you know? Gotcha. Okay. So that, uh, it's more of a financial and a personal obligation versus something that is in your thought process when you're creating music. Yeah. And it's something I've struggled with a lot too. Cause like, I, I, I you know, I've gone through some tough times where I was like, man, I, I hate, I hate my work right now. Or I hate what I'm doing right now. Um, but the reality of it is like, you, you can have two, two viewpoints on it. Right. You can hate every minute you're at work and only be happy when you get home and work on music or whatever your art form is. It applies to everyone. Or you can view work as like, all right, this this is a different part of my life, but it still supports me making music because I have to be able to eat. You know, I have to be able to do certain things. I get a little extra income. I, I got a new microphone now. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like until music is the job, you're going to have other jobs and you can either hate them and like hate your life being there, or you can, you know, try and view them as a, another support for your music, which is, that's how I try to do it. Cause otherwise I get really down. For real, bro. That sounds like you're trying to find joy to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got to. Yeah. And dude, that's honestly, that's the vibe I'm getting from your music as well. That honestly might be one of the themes of Pretty Girl Gold. Yeah, it absolutely is, dog. I'm, 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 Happy you recognize that it definitely is. <laughs> right, like, dude. You, should, you know, you got to make yeah. the best out of everything. Exactly. So let's talk about that title first of all. Um, how did you land on the title Pretty Girl Gold? Yeah, it was, uh, it took a lot. I had a lot of the songs done before I came onto the title. 
And uh, the idea of the kind of project was like just this surreal sensation that I get that I couldn't really explain. It, it was happiness for sure, but it was very specific moments of happiness of like feeling extremely free almost because that's when I'm the happiest, happiest is when I feel very free. Um, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, that's like 3 a.m. You're driving with the boys or whatever. The windows are down, like not a care in the world. That to me, like it's that specific moment of happiness. Um, yeah. So I, I had to come up with something that was like, how do I capture? How do I capture that that happiness? You know what I mean, or that that feeling? And um, golden was definitely a color, or gold was a color that kept coming to mind. Like it just felt felt gold. Like you think gold, you think like royalty, yes, but also kind of like sun rays, like warmth. And that was something I really liked. And um, I got the the pretty girl because uh, I you know I have a lot of friends, and I'm in a community where you know, we, we try really hard to not define gender norms, right? For real. And, um, you know, I, I was uh, I was looking in the mirror when I was trying to think of this name, and I just felt pretty, bro. I was looking at myself. I'm like, I'm beautiful. You know what I mean? I'm For fucking real? beautiful. And I was yeah. just feeling myself that day. And um, it's something we've been, I think, raised against the grain to tell ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you told another man, you're like, oh, you look handsome, or oh you know, you, you look spiffy or whatever, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's, that's, that's a, a nice male compliment. You look handsome, right? For but real, if dude. Dude, If you told a dude, you're like, oh, you look beautiful tonight. Most guys, I shouldn't say most guys, cause I don't know, but I know some guys, especially guys that I've been around will be like, yo, what, what the hell are you saying? Like, what's up? Why are you doing that? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm all for it, bro. I like, I like feeling beautiful. It makes me feel like, like royal, like just very, just gorgeous to look at, you know what I mean? And Absolutely, like, dude. and so I kind of wanted to bring that into it too, because that's how I want to like, again, kind of view the world with that. So how real, I was like pretty girl gold, you know, you, you feel like, you feel like one of those pretty girls, like from the movies and stuff, that's all like, you know, angelic almost with the gold. But, um, I even had a line in one of the songs in, in pretty and it was, um, pretty girl and for the pretty girls is for the boys too. Um, cause I wanted people to know like, okay, yeah, it's pretty girl gold, but this is, this is for everyone. You know what I mean? Absolutely, bro. So I tried to, try to express that within that feeling. Yeah. In, in that same line of thought of what you were talking about before on how people don't usually, or especially guys don't compliment each other in that way. Mm-hmm. It, it brings to, to thought how, I, th- I don't know if this is males typically, but he, I think humans in general were like touch starved and probably even more so given the COVID conditions. Yeah. 100% man I think so for sure right and like, I'm in a blessed situation where like I uh I moved out to move into a house with uh three other artists so it's like I'm very blessed right now because I got my homies around me all the time and it's like they're they're dope guys like I can go to them and just be like hey I had a bad day I need a hug and like it's crazy what that'll do for my happiness it's so crazy dude yeah. word like it's 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 incredible, man. Sometimes you just need a hug from one of your homies, and it's like there's nothing wrong with that, man. You're, Absolutely, you're, you need that reassurance. You need support. You need love from other people. That's what humans need. We're bro, and it can change that bad day in an instant. It's crazy. And these 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 boys of yours, they're your roommates. Uh, also, your group known as Chills Life. Correct. Yeah. So we yeah. moved the house together. We got a, a musical group going on together. It's great. We've been working on an album nonstop. We've been hosting shows. You know, we've been doing a lot together, so it's it's really nice because I've really grown to you know become quite close with them, and 
even before I, I, I was close with them, you know, considering I moved into a house with them. But now, like, it's been a, a year since we've been in this house together. And it's great, man. Like, they're, they're a good group of guys. And not only is it nice to be in a creative environment all the time, but it's also very supportive, which is something I appreciate a lot. That's good, man. Usually living with your homies, it kind of makes or breaks the relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think there are some people I could, you know, I, I have some, like, friends that I'm very close with. But just in terms of their lifestyle habits and whatnot, I, I'm like, I don't think I could live with you. And that's all good. That's just that relationship. You know what I mean? But these guys are easy to live with and they're great to live with. So yeah. See, I, I absolutely know what you mean, man. And I was thinking about something relating to that recently is how a lot of the way we're conditioned is that you have to like everyone. You have to get along with everyone. Like everybody has to like you, like fit in, fit in, fit in. Mm-hmm. And, and that was kind of drilled into us or at least into me as I was being raised. And I think the truth is you you don't have to be super close with everyone. Yeah. No, not at all, man. And like relationships are like, like there's so much more complicated than like a simple thing. Like a friendship is like, that's, that's one word. And it's like, oh, that defines all my friendships. But like, I have friendships from music. I have friendships from soccer. I have friendships from school. You know what I mean? Or those, some of those are singular friendships. Like I would hang out with that person in school, but maybe not in other situations. And that's all good. Like we don't have to force further development there if it's not going to happen. If it happens, great. And I love, you know, meeting new people and being in new situations. But I think people are like, oh, like, that's my friends and they're my friends for everything. And that's it. And no new friends. You know what I mean? It's like, no, but I'm going to have relationships and friendships with people in all aspects of my life because I want to do everything I want to do in my life. So if my current group of friends doesn't want to come mountain biking with me, that's all good. I got friends to do that with. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm not going to not do shit because my friends don't want to. You know, I'll, I'll find other people. It's all good. And that's. That's my bond with those people. Is I this is my group that I go mountain biking with. This is my group I make music with. It doesn't have to encompass all parts of your life. And jumping back to what you're saying about, you know, we are, I think we are kind of taught like we gotta be friends with everybody. I think that's not true, man. Your your relationship doesn't even have to be a friendship. It can be a work relationship. You know what I mean? As long as you're civil, you know, as long as you're not actively beefing people or like upsetting people or intentionally pissing people off, relationship doesn't even have you don't have to be friends, man. You can just be people. Word, dude. Some people, some people just need a hey, hello, and a goodbye at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. That's, that's enough. And some people, that's that's all you need. And some people too. For me, like, I have lots of coworkers that are really nice, but I just know like their interests and my interests and my ambitions and their ambitions don't link up. Like they don't they don't have a place in in my life right now besides at work. So, you know that that's that's our relationship. We're, Absolutely. We're that's all good with me. You know, I'm very nice to them. I greet them at work. I joke around. We're chilling. But that's that's our relationship. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be more than that. And you know what's beautiful about that is that's, that is the joy that we were talking about. That's like living in the moment. And it also kind of, it respects the boundaries of that friendship or whatever that relationship is. And under uh, to me, it understands that it, it it's temporary. Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. And if I can enjoy my day a bit better because I got to go say hi to... You know, whoever, Lindsay at the front desk or whatever. <laughs> Where like, you go. My work day just got better. Like, yeah, it's all good. We are going to take a quick break and listen to a track by Trendy. This one is called Slide. Enjoy. I had this girl walk up to me, right? She recognized me. 
let me take you there Cause I love your dress and how you did your hair Got the curls on lock and the girls look good We can hit the default and I wish I could Take your hand, be a man Do my little one-two, let me dance Only got one life, you should take a chance Yeah, let me show you romance Yeah, no deal, that's true You know that this shit ain't gon' be no disco I move so smooth, that's good as cool You can call me Crisco She stayed over that night underneath my pillow Was crystals Shots and I don't mean espresso Let's go Back to the bar right quick So I walk in and I'm on my shit Ask my dog like who that is He smiled and shrugged I don't know that bitch Okay, now I got a mission Really wanna see her body bent into positions 20 out of 10, goddamn I'm ambitious But I'm going for the kill And you know I'm feeling vicious Yeah Language, yeah, I know that I'm fluent She got friends, so I get them all drinks Compliment a dress, she blush, say thanks Oh, what you wearing is a rose like gold on your necklace That's just like you, so precious, huh That guy smile, now I take a hand Wanna dance for a while, let me lead the way Follow through the crowd to the floor, see we play Let me hit the DJ, what you wanna play? What you wanna hear? I can make it happen, she smile ear to ear She said, oh, she wants that good, good trendy Don't worry, I'ma give you that plenty conversation is that life is art that's that's kind of what i'm getting like your day your day day by day can be art like the story of how your last 24 hours was mm-hmm. you get to choose it as you're living through it yeah i had to and, take a second and really think about that that's why i had that pause there i had to really <laughs> that, you know and just apply it but i i uh i 100 agree man and i think i think even further than that is that without life even on a day-to-day basis, the most mundane life, art doesn't exist because we, we draw from life to make art. If you're only ever making art, at some point you're going to exhaust your, your creativity because you don't have life for inspiration. So art is just, you know, life in a different form. There you go, man. You got to have balance. Yeah. Yeah. I think so for sure. And there's been times where I've pushed myself and pushed myself and like made like 20 songs and I was like, man, these are all ass. What is going <laughs> on? 
and I would like lock in for like a week. You know what I mean? And then yeah. I would like, okay, maybe I just need a day off. Go have a day off. Have a great night with friends, whatever, night out. And then the next song I make is just a banger. And I'm like, oh, I just needed to remember what it was like to live. Word, bro. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's sometimes we, we definitely underestimate what we can accomplish over time. You don't really need to pump out content. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I struggle with too is like I get uh, I have a really bad problem where I feel guilty if I don't get what I think is enough work done for my own shit, like my music. Yeah. And um, well, who set that definition? Exactly, bro. What like, is no, enough? That's that's what I mean. Like, how do I even determine that? I can't even tell you how I determine what enough is. It's it's never enough. It feels like. So it's, <laughs> is that a good thing? How, how am I going to grapple with that? I don't know, man. There was a point in my life where I like fully committed to that. And I was like, um, it's never enough. And I'm just going to keep going harder and harder and harder. And I was pushing content like on the daily, like high, high quality content. Like it was insane. Yeah. And uh, I found a video of myself. I found a video of myself recently because I was recording myself during that time because it was during the pandemic and I was going to make like a little mini, mini documentary. And um, I look back at this recording and I was like, speaking of this camera, and I said this camera, I was like, man, I'm so past burning out that I can't even consider that i'm so like i don't even know what burnout is i'm so past so far beyond that it's impossible now i'm just going that's all there is to it and then i'm like but i'll be okay though and then i took a second and looked at the camera and i was like no i'm not okay and i was looking back on that and i was like man i was pushing myself to the like to the edge yeah and you hear all these stories about you know artists making it because they like ate cup noodle for like three months or like sat outside of kanye's studio just waiting to meet him for like six months. You know what I mean? Like just drag himself through the dirt. And I, I feel like, you know, I haven't reached a point of success where I can deny that that's what needs to happen. But I personally believe that like you shouldn't want to or have to put yourself through that. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have to give yourself less than your worth just to accomplish that. I think you can accomplish what you want to, whether it, doesn't matter how lofty your ambitions are without sacrificing your mental health and physical health, even in some cases, I think you can, I think it's just about time management, a good balance, figuring out what works for you. You know, you have to put the effort in for sure, but I don't think you need to drag yourself through the dirt. Absolutely, bro. You fucking said it, man. I th and I think that's something that's so important that we need to recognize it because it is sacrificing your mental and physical health. If you give up family time, that's sacrificing your health. If you give up relationships, that's sacrificing your health. And I feel like that would be our biggest regrets is if we, we made all those sacrifices and made it like, I feel like making it is inevitable. How we get there, I don't think sacrificing a whole bunch of things on the way is is ideal anymore because I, I used to live that same lifestyle bro yeah. yeah i agree man and i think it's like i think it's also very much a product of the time like i used to really feed into that like wake up and grind culture you know what i mean like absolutely yeah and i was like fuck yeah man i'm a hustler you know what i mean like i was on my shit and i was to be truthful i was really working my ass off but i was sacrificing so much and i think like that culture uh doesn't leave enough space in the conversation for taking care of yourself or self-care or self-love or, you know, mental health, because doing that to yourself, ultimately, it's going to take a toll on you, no matter what it is, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it is. And I don't think there's much of a conversation in that, that rise and grind or that, that hustle culture to care about yourself.
And I think that's something that I, I had to take a step away from to realize. I, that's the truth, man. And I think, again, it, it at least for me, I, like I was raised idolizing celebrities and you don't think about the sacrifices that they had to make or even that they currently make yeah. to, to get or even to maintain their status. Yep. And and would we be willing to get or maintain those same sacrifices were we in their position? I, I probably, I doubt that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's so funny you bring that up, man, about the like, celebrities too, because I, it's, uh, it's unreleased at the moment. I'm, I'm just finishing it up, but I just recently wrote a track uh, titled uh, How It Feels. And the whole hook is like, tell me how it feels. How does it feel to be a celebrity? Because, you know, in, in the verses I rap about like, oh, you know, you got the fast cars, you got the club life, you know what I mean? You got all this, this glamour and stuff like that. But like, you know, God willing, a celebrity hears this song how does it actually feel? Cause that's just what we see. That's the, that's the, the rewards. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's lifestyle, that luxury, but what does it actually feel like? Cause I, I don't know yet. You know what I mean? I'm trying to achieve it and I'm sure I'll find out. But in the meantime, like from a celebrity, like how does it actually feel? It can't be all just that. There's always multiple sides to everything, you know, that's word dude. And that's actually part of the reason I sent you that meme earlier the picture <laughs> with the horse tied to the ch- the the plastic lawn chair yeah, yeah because like maybe that's us right now and it could be us after that point of success or when we reach that level of success that we see other artists at now mm-hmm. um it, it's it's all headspace right it's all mental 100 man if you can't yeah. find joy in your current situation how do you expect to find it when you get that carrot you've been chasing yep Cause then you're just going to find another thing to chase, man. It's you got to find it now and keep it with you as opposed Absolutely. to something. Yeah, dude, God willing, uh, someone famous celebrity hears that song and maybe your response would be in order, or at least inspires something in their music, you know, because it would be very interesting to hear. Yeah. I would love to hear a response back. Cause it's like, I just know there's more to life than just what we see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone, like, everyone has the they do behind the screen behind in their personal life. Right. And celebrities do too. So it's like, you know, they are just people at the end of the day. So I'm sure they got some sort of feelings about that as well. Absolutely, dude. So other than how it feels, what are you working on at the moment? Um, in terms of tracks, I've been working on a couple different tracks. I'm looking to just start dropping some singles come the new year. I think that's the best approach for me right now. I, uh, I always, I always feel like I'm in album mode and it's like, okay, maybe I just need to relax from trying to put myself through these 10, 12 piece projects that like take a lot of time, energy work, you know, so much coordination, promotional, like, let me just enjoy making music one song at a time, drop a couple singles. Right. And I've also was blessed to uh, actually get an internship at a studio in my city. Um, so real dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And I've been putting a lot of work and hours in there and that's been really stepping me up musically. How'd you score that? I got my foot in the door from, from just like approaching them with like, Hey, I do this media management for this real estate company. Yeah. And and like, I'd love to, you know, do what I can for you guys. You know what I mean? Like I got my foot in the door through like, okay, I can manage media. I can make content, stuff like that. And your studio doesn't have anyone doing that right now. And then I just kind of like just worked, bro. I just worked. I did the content. I made shit happen. I'm, you know, helped to like launch like an artist program for development. And now I'm like with the head engineer 
you know? Like, he's critiquing my mixes and stuff like that. So it's like, I just got my foot in the door and then I just worked. And now hopefully it's going to keep, you know, just keep going that way. I can just keep working there, keep building relationships. He's, he's a great guy. He's got a lot of connections to a lot of people, which is fantastic for the industry. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy there. I'm really grateful too. Dude, that's amazing. That's a really, really smart move, not only for yourself, but for your future uh, with, with your music and everything, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, man, I just tried to leverage what I had to offer and it worked out. I think that's brilliant. I think a lot of other artists can take note from that move because that's a, it's, I don't want to say it's a saturated industry, but I would say that the majority of popular moves that artists are making are pretty saturated. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. So for example, trying to pop on Instagram or trying to pop on TikTok or or things like that, you know, a lot of people are doing kind of similar moves. Yeah. Yeah. The, especially the, the digital realm of artistry is very saturated right now. Yeah, absolutely. A, it's a blessing and a curse because it's like, oh, okay, look, like, look at all these other references, look at all these other resources that are around me, you know, other people who are doing this. So I might draw inspiration from them, but also like, okay, it, that's also just the competition you're facing. But I think something really beneficial is like the in-person connections. Like those are, I don't know if those will ever really be saturated because not that the industry is tight knit, but like people know people and that's always going to be beneficial regardless of where, you know, where you are, where you work at. Knowing someone who knows someone is just helpful. Oh, I know a guy that knows a guy. That's great. You just have a connection to someone or something now. And that's fantastic. Like it's always easier to get talking in person, meet someone in person than it is online. I mean, it's been difficult with COVID obviously, but you know, you can pop on TikTok and stuff like that, but ultimately you're going to have to start, you know, coordinating and communicating with people in person, whether you get a manager, whether, you know, you're meeting people, meeting fans, even whatever it is, like the in-person relationships and connections are always the ones that are, you know, I feel the most authentic. Yeah, dude. I think we just went full circle to our conversation before about that direct contact. Mm-hmm. That's the truth, man, because like, yeah, you can put out a whole bunch of content, blast it out on social media. It'll go into the world, to the Internet. X amount of people will see it. We'll never know. Well, I guess we do know the true reach, but give or take. But uh, having a direct relationship with someone guarantees just a deeper connection. Yeah, always, bro. Always. And that's both like a fan relationship to an artist, an artist to fans, artist to other artists, artist to managers, you know, whoever it is. Even it's even beyond like just music, like any relationship you have in real life is going to be, you know, have that physical connection. That's a big deal. That's word, dude. And okay, this this is what this conversation is making me think about. And I was thinking about this while I was listening to your music as well. And it relates mm-hmm. to your name as well, bro. Trendy is a thing. It's And I feel like you as a person and as well as your music, you don't really follow trends. Yeah, that's the whole point. You kind of and yeah, you're, you you set them, but you're you're still within the boundaries of what is like sounding really good. I don't know how else to explain it. Who who, who yeah. are your who are your musical inspirations? Let me let me oh, I can draw an answer from that. If I had to pick, okay, if I had to pick like one big name who really inspired me, it would easily be Mac Miller. Dude, I was gonna fucking say that's the inspiration yeah. I'm seeing. Yeah, he holds especially a really especially in the track Sun and Moon. Yeah. Yeah, man. He has a really special place in my heart. And, um, you know, there's a couple other artists that I listen to, but like Mac, he just got me through a lot of stuff, man. Like, that's just all it is. Like I found an emotional connection to his music 
And that was something that inspired me like, oh, okay, I'm making music that I enjoy making music. It's fun for me, but like, what is it doing for other people? It made me think like, oh, Max Music did this for me. So maybe my music can do that for someone else. Absolutely. So me. And um, I get that vibe, dude. Yeah, good. I'm glad, man. That, that means I'm doing, doing something right. Um, but there's lots of other artists who are smaller that I get a lot of inspiration from um, because I see how they're moving and they're like, you know, maybe a little smaller, maybe a little bigger than me. Numbers are all relative, but there's lots of people like, I'll just rattle some off, like Ken Igby, he's really dope. Langston Bristol, Jay Pitts, Alliance White. Like there's a bunch of people, both local and not local, that I've been watching and seeing how they're moving and stuff like that and the music they're creating makes me really inspired because that's like, oh, that's both my peers and my competition. So I love when they succeed. And then when they succeed, I'm like, oh shit, I got to go harder, you know? So it's a really good relationship. I love that, bro. I was having a conversation about someone uh, with someone about this recently on how mainstream music, there's not a lot of really good stuff coming out on what's on the general public sphere of awareness. Mm-hmm. It's the underground where stuff is really happening and we need to start kind of promoting that community even more. Yeah, yeah, always. And I Word, think uh, just jumping back on the, on the topic a little bit to mainstream, I think that like with my name even like trendy implies like, oh, it's trending music or it's mainstream music. Um, and I try to really walk a fine line of uh, not just being pop or the latest trend because that's kind of the... The, I guess oxymoron on my name is like, I don't want to follow trends ever. I just want to do my own thing. And I think the people who do their own thing powerfully is how a trend starts. Like, you know, you even you look at the fashion industry, um, like R.I.P. Virgil, but he set a ton of trends that people follow because he did his own unique take on things so powerfully, so well, that that set a trend. So to me, that's partly the name. But the other part of it is like trying to still be quote-unquote mainstream enough that my music is accessible to a lot of different people um and my biggest my biggest way to test that is my sister because she's like she's she's i'm not gonna say basic but she's a i would say an average consumer of radio <laughs> got you yeah Whatever. yeah average consumer I know what you mean, yeah so when i send her a track and she's like i always ask her i was like would you listen to this and if she says yes i'm like all right I got the demographic covered. I'm good. <laughs> and if she says no, then I'm like, all right, that's all good. Obviously, I'm still going to put it out. I, you know, I like the song, but that's a good way of knowing like, hey, this song is more for people who have a specific niche taste, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. And this other song might be more accessible to people in general. But I try to walk that fine line. Like even with my song Slide, it has like a disco kind of funk groove to it, which is very unique, I think, to mix into rapping. Um, I agree. I agree. It's got she, it's got a lot of old school vibes in it. Yeah, yeah. But she still really liked it. So it's like, okay, I, I can I can have the sound I want to make and be unique and be me and be, you know, powerfully create my own art, but still remain accessible to lots of people. Because that's ultimately what I want to do. I want to reach as many people as I can with what I'm putting in my music. Word, bro. And, and back to what we were talking about, about social media and stuff like that. When people pop on it, they tend to take what they popped off and just keep going with that because that's what the people want to see, right? They tend to stay in their lane. But I don't think, and this is just my perception of you, I don't think that you will ever do that. I feel like you'll continuously be fluid and you'll continuously see the trends, but you'll move forward and start to try and create new and better things. Mm-hmm. I think you have to because I think 
it's ironic, but I think the, uh, the thing that makes you pop is not the thing that will make you succeed long-term. You know what I mean? Absolutely. The first thing to get you traction, but you have to continue to prove yourself and prove your creativity and, you know, independence and unique sound from others. Because if you just keep doing whatever's popping right now and you might get your first foothold there and that's fine. That's great. That's actually smart to be honest. But if you just keep doing whatever's popping, you're you're just going to be part of the wave. You're going to be part of the trend, right? You're going to, we've seen lots of rappers fall off. Exactly. Like the 2017, 18 SoundCloud era. Lots of those rappers were popping and then they just completely fell off because they didn't do what was them. They They just just rode the wave. Yeah. Exactly, man. So you got to always do it. Do what you're doing. If you want to take a little influence from a sound you like right now or something you heard on the radio, that's all good, man. That's what art is. Art inspires art. But you got to always make it you. And that's, again, that just goes back to what I was saying. Like, I'm trying to do what I can do from my sound to be me, but also, you know, make it, make it that people want to hear it, make it accessible. If it can play on the radio, it can play. Then, you know. There you go. You said it, man. And we're reaching the end of our session here. Is there anything you want to say to top it off? Um, Nothing for me, man, besides, you know, thank you to you, because this is something I preach to uh, everyone and anyone who will listen, is that, uh, you know, without a community, And without people doing things like this, the podcast, the shows, you know, whatever it is, without platform, like, are just creating for themselves, which I love, but we can't reach fans. We can't reach people. We can't touch people with our art or with our message. So thank you to you, man, for giving me a platform and as well as me, other artists, because that's just as important as the art. So thank you. Yeah, respect, dude. And likewise, thank you for all the time and energy that you put into your art because I'm definitely inspired by it, man, as well as by you as a person. So I look forward to hearing everything that comes out from you as well as to stay in contact. So we'll keep in touch, bro. Thank you, man. Yeah, we will for sure. Thank you. All right. You take it easy, eh? Okay. Peace out. Peace out, Trendy. Thank you again for tuning into this episode of the podcast featuring Trendy. We hope you will tune into the next episode and previous episodes if you haven't checked them out. A lot of really dope underground artists to discover. Um, a lot of new revolutionary ideas to process and great people to do it with. Yeah, I hope you take care. We're going to leave you with another track by Trendy. This one is titled Yaba. Enjoy and we'll see you next time. listening to skirt fm and we got yaba by trendy and uh, wait i was darling on this yaba 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 got my main bitch never put her to the side uh yaba 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 uh yaba yaba hey seen her at the bar so i had to say what's up like yaba 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 got my main bitch never put her to the side uh yaba 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 uh Yabba yaw, ayy, seen her at the bar, so I had to say what's up, like Booty got me trippin', so I had to take sabbatical By the time I'm finished, I'ma send her to the catacomb Say Betty, now we kissin' like the French do Light skin, I'ma let my boy Ben shoot Give me noogie, give me hard hitting head Give me pussy for my breakfast and my breakfast in my bed Give me, give me what I wanna get Baby, I know I'm good Baby, I got my girl Baby, you wish you could Baby, go hit my dogs Oh, you misunderstood It ain't gonna work like that Yeah, I was not raised in the neighborhood You want sugar? I got spice I know exactly what you doing It ain't nice Yabba, 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 uh Got my main bitch Never put her to the side, uh Yabba, 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 uh Yabba, yabba, ayy Seen her at the bar So I had to say what's up, like
yabba, 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 you don't have to put in work if your outfit looking like mine. That's bigger praise. Stepping through in CLA. See who play. Week of holiday. Come back in the May. I've got a big bouquet. She says she loved the taste. Bad girl. Always disobey. Sipping Cabernet. That's bougie shit. Bougie bitch and Gucci fits. Little tits and ruby lips. Type to give you beauty tips. I think I'm losing it. She back it up and moving it. She talks some shit and proving it. My belt is tight. She loosen it. Yabba, 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 Yabba 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 uh Yabba yabba ayy Seen her at the bar so I had to say